Hello all, this is Blonde Haired Girl. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the last podcast that I did because something's really been on my mind. I know that I've talked about it in the past and those of you who have been following my content for a while would know that I've already talked about this, but I think that it's really important. So I I studied psychology for when I was in college and I learned even even past then I I have had quite a bit of training on childhood trauma and this had led to the idea of attachment theory which is something that I used to teach when I was a coach I used to teach um, teachers and directors on how to raise quality for really young children in care settings and so and my favorite classrooms I mean not necessarily you know because it's kind of a, a rough thing for a very very young child to be in a childcare setting but I really, really love infants. I just love them so much. Um, my Most of my career has been in birth to three-year-old children. Mostly, I worked with children with developmental delays. So I would go to parents' homes and I would um, coach them on strategies to enhance their child's development in whatever area the child was, you know, not, I don't, I don't like the verbiage that they always use in this area. So I'm just, you know, you get the, the idea. (laughs) And so, and I started to notice a lot of things from, from even observing in these in that and care settings like in family homes in care settings with very young children and the relationship between the caretaker and the child and the impact um, on if the child's bids for attention are not met And this can actually go on throughout life in our relationships with people. And like even, it's coming to mind right now for me thinking about our relationship with our spouse or some like a significant love relationship, romantic love relationship. If we have these bids for attention and they're not met, And I find that this is a big reason for why people break up because they, you know, but anyway, getting back to the topic, I I digress so much. (laughs) Anyway, so getting back to the topic of, I think that 
so much happens before we can even remember. These, we are socialized by our family or whoever takes care of us when we're very, very, very young. A lot so in the first year of life. Because we can't use our words. And so we have to find other ways to communicate. And so a lot of times it's through through crying. And I'm a parent. I have three children. And I remember when they were really young, it was very challenging for me. It was so challenging for me to know exactly what to do. But I, <clears throat> I was one of the kinds of parent that when my child cried, I went over and addressed it as best as I could. Um, and I remember with my first child, he was about a month old and people in my life had suggested that I put him on a schedule. He needed to be on a schedule. And it was like the worst day of my life. I remember going to bed crying and really defeated. <laughs> and what I found was, is that the child, when, when, you know, sort of found their own schedule and and really, really trying to encourage that schedule to include eating during the day instead of the night. <laughs> um, I remember being incredibly sleep deprived. It was just awful. It was, um, the sleep deprivation was really a terrible thing. <laughs> um, with a small, small baby, but I mean, I, um, you know, it is this labor of love, but I'm kind of laughing because it's, it's a really tough time. I remember my daughter, I had brought my daughter home and she screamed a lot. <laughs> she, about for the first six months of her life, she really, she had, you know, what they call colic. She was really, really a colicky child and she screamed a good portion of the time. <laughs> and it was, I make jokes about how my, my son had permanent hearing loss from my little baby, my daughter, because she <laughs> would scream so loud in the car. Um, but she screamed a lot. I remember I was, I was a practicing Catholic at the time. And so I was so excited to bring my baby because everybody, you know, our community, you know, I was pregnant for nine months with her. And so I put her in this cute little dress. I was so excited. And she just screamed through the whole mass and I had to leave. I couldn't stay. Um, but I stuck it out with her. I stuck it out with her. I mean, I remember um, being in, holding her upside down with a binky in her mouth, <laughs> in a rocking chair, like trying to calm her. Um, but I just wouldn't let it go. I would not let her just cry. I just would not do it. And... <laughs> 
I'm having one of my favorite memories of her. I I know other parents out there can like so really both of my children were sick. I remember my my older son and my my daughter were sick and my daughter I finally calmed her. I I was sleeping on the sofa on my back and she's laying on my belly like on my chest so my baby finally falls asleep on my chest and then my son starts coughing and he needs his cough medicine so I'm like calling for his dad you know can you please <laughs> I remember his dad I had this huge like bid for attention can you please help with him oh it was so funny it was really hard the first few years of of life with children but they're so sweet but it's just it's such an important time and I think that that it's when we learn that the people in our life are going to be there that they're going to be there you know, for us, either, either they're going to, you know, take care of us or they're not in a manner. I mean, and sometimes and I'm talking like perhaps they will give the minimal for us to actually survive, but we just, get into a place of complacency and um and and we think and i believe as we get older we start to think that this is how it is this is how it is like when i need something that needs not going to be met. So I'm going to have to go figure it out. I'm going to have to take care of myself. Um, and you know, I, it, there becomes this like distrust in God, in the universe. And I think that it is really, really deeply ingrained in us to the point where we don't even know it's there. And I believe that it's set before we can even remember. Because unless a parent is really, a lot of times you can see how a parent is, even in older, like they don't really change that much. So you can kind of see how they're, how they are like right today, you know, is pretty much how they were when you were a baby. <laughs> Quite frankly. And so and so and this is what I what I'm unlearning. So I'm realizing that I have this belief that I have this unconscious belief and unlearning it because God is not like our parent. 
the universe is not the source of everything. The creator is not like our parent. And this quote-unquote law of attraction, which is everything. I mean, it really is. Like, if you think about our whole purpose for being here and the reality of our lives, like, if we are the creators of our reality, which I believe is true, and when I came to the knowledge or the understanding, like the true understanding that it is true that we are the creators of our reality, I remember just how the times it was just ominous. It was just ominous for me, this, this idea that I could actually create misery. I could create misery or I could create joy. I mean, it, 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 in that I am, in essence, responsible for my own misery. And so, and so the knowledge of this was like, oh, wow, okay, so I got to figure this out really quick. Because I don't, I don't want to be miserable. I want to be a generally happy person. So I got, I got to figure this out. So, so there's this, this impartial universal law that things become, our thoughts become things and our way of feeling and our trust in the goodness of God is going to have a huge impact on our life. I mean, it's the difference between things working out and things not working out or working out a lot more difficultly. <laughs> difficultly, I don't know. It's not even a word. <laughs> with more difficulty. <laughs> I'm always coming up with these words. <laughs> um, so, and I think that it really is the key to everything. Like, okay, so... Now, the theme has come in my life where I'm thinking about building trust. Okay, so building trust with God. And I remember that I, I, so there were two different times that I, that I like really, really started this on a cognitive level. Like I really, um, and I can't remember what year it is, but it doesn't doesn't really matter per se. But I was really, I was really having a hard time. I I had literally gone off my meds. <laughs> I had um, been on an antidepressant Paxil, and I'm not suggesting this for anyone else. By the way, I'm not. I'm not. Per- saying anybody else should ever do this ever, ever, ever. I'm just saying that this is what I did. So I didn't want to be on this medication for the rest of my life. Um, I had been on it for anxiety and a panic, actually panic disorder, um, which is a joy to live with. 
Um, but anyway, so I, I just, I wasn't going to be on it for the rest of my life. So I weaned myself off for nine months and then I'm off and I'm set sail with basically no perceived safety net. And I really crashed very badly. It was really awful. Um, I was catapulted into this hellish, hellish place. I don't know how else to describe it, but I, and I, I found that the pills themselves really kept me very separate from my body. And I just didn't realize how sick I was. I mean, I was really physically very ill on top of being in this state of panic for, oh, it was really awful. I cannot say how bad it was. And it went on for months, months. I have to say it was about nine months until I started to feel a little bit better. And I couldn't talk to anybody about it because there, there was this, you need to take these pills for the rest of your life and you are a drug addict. You need to get off these pills as soon as possible. Um, camps. And there was only one person in my life that was really supportive, no matter what choice I made. And so I went off and I couldn't talk about it. So I started to and I was really, really learning to be very, I was close to God. I was very, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I had this visual of like Jesus and I'm like holding on to his ankles, <laughs> like literally holding on for dear life. I'm like, oh my God, please help me. Um, cause, and then I also had insomnia on top of it all. I mean, there were times where I hadn't slept all night and I went to work the next day, literally went to work the next day. I, I just, um, I was in a really bad way. Um, but I, I just held on and held on and held on. Um, but I started to ask for signs. I was like, okay, if you're there, I need a sign. I need a sign today. And I need it to be something that I cannot deny. And I had said something to the universe about rainbows. And that day, that very day, I think I was on Facebook and I saw this amazing um, rainbow. And I I think it was a double rainbow that they had found around Niagara Falls and there was this picture and I remember starting to cry I, I remember that rainbows were really big for me and I started to see them more and more and butterflies rainbows and butterflies were this huge um, thing for me um, and then I did it again I did it again, um, where I was in real need. I, 
and that was almost two years ago. In May, it'll be two years since I had a profound life-changing where I became a mystic. I didn't know what a mystic was until I became a mystic, and then... Um, and so I, I remember at this point I did the same thing where I said I, I really really need a sign and I said it's, it's got to be something about strawberries and I cannot um, I can't you cannot deny I mean it has to be something where I cannot deny that it's from you <laughs> the universe God whatever and so I'm going through my day, and I'm like, oh, nothing's happening. And then late in the evening, I get this text from one of my best friends. Sorry about my yawn. One of my best friends, She's she has this gigantic pot of strawberry jam that she's making. She sends me a picture. And so those kinds of things happen to me fairly regularly <laughs> at this point. And so sometimes I get I get really down on myself like how could I ever doubt with how much the universe is delivering to me on a very consistent basis. And and so I I and and every day I I have these things happen you know like I had just woken up and I look I open my phone and it's one eleven I see elevens regularly every day I see um, number sequences around me regularly. I, I get these signs from the universe that are just amazing. They're just amazing and I can't I can't deny them. I'm it's just the the most amazing life to live like this. Um and so whenever I doubt um Sometimes I'm really hard on myself about that because I've been given so much that God has been very generous with me in this sense of just I ask for a sign and I receive it. And it is sort of like it. it in all actuality, it sort of is like I get my mind off of it. I just sort of go through my day and get my mind off of it. I had something really astounding happen yesterday. I, I've i been trying to get my porch like all cleaned up. I had really kind of abandoned it for a while now. I used to sit and eat, drink my coffee every day and I spent a lot of time on my little porch. Um, but so yesterday I was sweeping and I noticed that a bolt, 
on one of the it's a glider so on one of that was bolting one of the that holds it together had come apart and I found the bolt but I couldn't find the nut to hold the bolt on so I try to go to the the um the um Oh my God, I can't remember. True value. <laughs> I try to go to true value to get another nut because I'm all excited to sit on my glider. And they're closed. They're, they, were re, um, they were redoing their, their drive, their parking lot. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I go to meet my friend, one of my best friends. I go to meet her uh, to go for a hike. And um, we're hiking in, like, the middle of kind of, like, all these boulders. Like, we're in the wilderness. We're not in an area that is has a lot of people. And I look down and damned if I don't see a bolt. So I pick it up, and I, and I happen to have the, um, the I mean, a nut. <laughs> I have the, the bolt in my pocket, but... I, I look down and I see a nut. So I pick up the nut and it doesn't fit. But I mean, the chance of me seeing this nut, looking down and there it is. I mean, it's so crazy. Like what, what are the chances of that? And then I was laughing. I'm like, okay, now I need to be a little more specific. Please, please deliver me a nut that actually fits. <laughs> but I kept getting, you know, I kept getting this sense that I have one. I just don't know exactly where it is. And so yesterday, I just, I came home from the hike and I did like several different things, but I was, I was working, I was looking for another nut. I was, because I keep things, I'm kind of a pack rat in that way. Like, I'm, oh, yeah, I may need this, you know, so I hold on to things. <laughs> so the chance of me not having a nut that fits here is just, like, pretty small. It's it's here somewhere, but I, I cannot find it. And I've talked about this, at, you know, at length in, in some of my videos and my subject matter, that it is there, but we cannot see it. And Abraham Hicks would say that our belief that we cannot see it is greater than our belief that we can. And so we can't see it. We can't see it in the moment, even if it was sitting right in front of us. And so, um, so yesterday I manifested a, a nut in the middle of the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then going back to our subject matter. So yesterday, I, I, I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my friend because she, she has all these plans for her life, and I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, um, we're talking about this, and I was telling her that Abraham Hicks would say that it is just as easy for me to manifest three hundred thousand dollars as it is for me to manifest that nut on the ground. And she was like, what, what, what? Tell me that again. (laughs) 
And I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, and so, and so here's where the trust comes in. Here's where the trust comes in. And here's where the journey comes in. Because I, I am, I, I am, and I, and I really don't think about it all the time. I'm just going to say I don't think about it all the time. But I had put out this intention for $300,000. I have a, and I have put a check in my, in my wallet for $300,000. <laughs> and, you know, it would just be so great. And I would just pay everything off and have plenty of money in the bank and, you know, continue to write and maybe buy my tiny home and live by the ocean. I, like, it's like I have dreams. Um, and, and, and so I, and I think about it and what it would feel like. And I, and I, and this is something that I am, that I is, is a, is a, is a dream that I am in the process of manifesting. And the letting go of it and the not really knowing exactly how it's going to come and learning to actually enjoy the process because I'm actually okay right now. Like I'm, I'm doing pretty well financially right this minute. Like, you know, I, I'm, I have, it's, it's going okay. And I'm building a, a, savings account, which I'm really excited about, and I'm paying bills, and, and, and it's good. Um, but I, I'm also hoping for more. I also um, have this dream. And so I, so <laughs> um, and so I'm going to go back to the podcast that I did the other day about that I'm, it's like when you're building a life, when you're building a life, there's just so much more intention that goes into it. Like when you're actively building a life, it's, it's, It's like, like, I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it exactly. Um, and with so much care and putting into it and trusting, um, what's coming to mind for me is like planting seeds, like, like you're planting the seed and just waiting for it to sprout. I remember I had, I really, really like planting things from a seed. And I love, absolutely love snow peas. I mean, um, sweet peas, the flower. They just are so delicate and they smell so amazing. And I had learned that you could put um, 
uh, eggshells. You put eggshells and you leave them in a, a egg carton and you put soil in it and then you put your seeds in. So you have these seedlings and then you move it from there to like a bigger pot and soil. And I had grown a, a sweet pea flower one a singular I know you hear me correctly a singular sweet pea flower (laughs) and I loved this flower so much she was so beautiful she was like this beautiful color of pink I was so proud of her and like putting sticks in the ground and then I have this um, like twine and I would like connect it to in the so that so that she would stand up oh god you know with so much care so it's not just like slapped together it's not just you know what's coming to mind for me and I'll have to I'll have to get this a little more solidified in my mind but I think there's a verse that says not by not by might and not by But by my spirit, says the Lord. That's the part that I remember. But by my spirit, says the Lord. And so developing a trust with that which created everything. That an unequivocal faith or trust in knowing that God is on our side and that we are loved and that God wants good for us. God wants to grant us the desires of our heart, grant us the desires of our heart. And I had done a YouTube (laughs) a while ago about, I've wondered if that's twofold, if God doesn't even put the desire in our heart grant the desire and put the desire in our heart for whatever it is. And so I'm I'm in this place and I am learning to really enjoy the process of it so that we don't miss it. I'm going to end this podcast, but I I wanted to, I have a quick story that's coming to mind for me that was really pertinent to me. My, My dad worked his whole life in a job that he really, really didn't like. I mean, I'm not sure if he didn't like all of his jobs. My dad, um, was, got his bachelor's degree in math. I got a master's degree in philosophy. He was really, really smart. And he, um, and so he worked in computer programming. He used to talk about, about computers when they were the size of a building, of a, of a room. And he would come home and, and teach me things about computers and, He worked in a time where 
you had a lot of investment and you got stocked in the buildings in the you got stock in the businesses that you worked for and you got pensions i mean it was it was actually a really amazing time to be in the workforce um they don't really have these things anymore and i'm not going to get into it but as much as they did or at all as they did um my dad was um and so he built quite a a portfolio my dad built a portfolio and they were really really fiscally responsible my parents and so he was so excited about retirement he was really really excited about the things that he would do in retirement like that he would finally be able to do what he wanted to do when he retired and when my dad was 57 he slumped over at a bus stop with a change in his hand to get on the bus he died i mean he didn't die but i mean he passed out of his body and he didn't get to retire So the point is for us to do it now to do that thing now to take that trip to do that thing now like why not why not ski down the hill why not take life and live it It's like we're so cautious you know cautious about getting our heart broken <laughs> cautious about this cautious about that cautious that it won't work out uh, finding all the reasons for why it's not instead of why it would work out anyway so we're building trust and that's the that's the lesson so i guess that i would challenge my listeners to do that thing to talk to god and say okay i need a sign and i need it in a way that i cannot deny just see what happens it's the most amazing life <laughs> anyway i appreciate you thank you for listening and i will be back and that's a wrap